This is Unstoppable with Zen Honeycut, Episode 6. We do not give up. On the last podcast, I talked about being mad as hell. And an email from Jay, who had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a 75-year-old man, but wanted to be a part of Moms Across America and do something. At Moms Across America, we educate and empower mothers and others with actions and solutions to create healthy communities. So we welcome Jay and you and your uncle or brother or father or sister or cousin or teenager trying to figure out their way. And I also mentioned an email from Sarah that I was going to get to about the health of her child. And so I'm going to do that today and address how so many of us feel like giving up in so many areas, you know, whether it's activism, so many people in the health freedom area, in uh, the GMOs and, and glyphosate area, although we are gaining a lot of ground in glyphosate we're tired sometimes and we don't want to keep going and we think, well, maybe somebody else will do something about this. And I get that. And there are definitely times when you need to rest. Okay. But we're going to talk about what you can do instead of giving up because we need every single person out there to keep going. Sarah wrote, dear Zen, I hope all is well. I'm a fan and supporter of your work, and I thank you for working hard trying to make the world a better place for living health-wise. I listened to your interview in one of the summits about a year ago, as well as in the movie, which I don't remember the movie's name, you mentioned about your son recovered for autism. Well, there's a couple different ones, but I want to mention Secret Ingredients is one in which not only I'm featured with my son, but several other families are, and it's, it's very empowering. So if you want to look at something that talks about getting our children better, that's a good one. Okay. So, wow, I am working so hard, says Sarah, towards recovery of my six-year-old. And some days I really want to give up because everything I do for him is still not enough. I see the same behavior, aggression, and delays in his language, etc., Every time I sit down and cry with myself, I think of you and question myself how you were able to help your son with a long, with a this long, complicated journey. I'm proud of you, and as a mom, you really are a great role model. I appreciate if you could please give me some tips on how to help my son based on your experience with your son. In addition to the importance of organic food, what if some, what are some of the other stuff you have found helpful for your son? I will really, really, really appreciate it a lot for any tips and advice. They will mean a world to me. I'm sure you have been through ups and downs with your son as well. So I'm in that position now and every tip or advice means so much to me. I thank you in advance for your time and kindness. 
wishing you all the best and thanking you again for everything you're doing to save the world from all these chemicals and toxicities. Have a wonderful day. Sarah, I want to thank you, first of all, for reaching out. It takes courage to reach out. So many of us isolate and we just think I need to just do this on my own and we don't ask for help. So that's the first step. And I want to say that, you know, I hear in your email that you're struggling with not only his health and behavioral issues, but in thinking whether or not you're doing a good enough job being a good mom. You're doubting that. And I get that. I did too. That's the first thing most of us go when our child is hurt. We question, what can I do? And also, what could I have done? What didn't I do good enough? And we sink into a sort of swamp of self-disappointment and just, you know, it could come begin into complacency. Like I just can't do anything else. Right. So I'm just going to accept this and become resigned and doubtful that anything will ever change and feel guilty that, you know, you're, you're not doing enough and make yourself wrong. Right. And feel like a failure. So I, I, I get the direction you're going in here and I've got to let you know that that's not only not good for you, but that's not good for your child. So I'm very glad that you reached out instead of sitting in that swamp and you're asking what you can do to better help your child, even though it sounds like you're doing a lot. Now, I want you to know that you're already doing what it takes to be a good mom. The secret to being a good mom is asking that question, what does it take to be a good mom to this child? Because every child is different. Promise you, I've got three boys. They are all completely different. Their personalities, what they like, their bodies, what they're allergic to, what they can eat, what they can't eat. It's all completely different. So you're already doing what it takes to be a good mom, and that is to ask the questions. What does it mean to be a good from, good mom from this child? So, uh, and if you're out there and you're not a mom, you can apply this same thing to what does it mean to you know be a good wife or a good husband or a good employee or a good friend. You want to ask that person, or you want to ask yourself. If that, if that person uh, is, you know, too small, a two-year-old or whatever, um, or they don't understand the concept, you know, maybe a six-year-old isn't necessarily always going to be able to give this response back, but you might want to ask them or ask yourself or ask experts, right? What you can do to better interact with, you know, be better in that relationship, better serve, better support that person. Be in the inquiry. Ask a question. So that's the first thing to do. Uh, The next thing to address this topic, specifically, I need to preface it by saying I am not a doctor. And please, uh, you know, do not administer things to your child without um, doing proper research, maybe consulting with an integrative doctor or a naturopath or an herbalist 
or an expert in this area that knows something about different types of supplements and things and how they might interact, you know, with your son. And I would definitely, one of the first things I would do is consult a doctor to have certain tests done because in addition to eating organic, which it sounds like you're doing because you know about that, you need to find out what's so with your child. And by what's so, I mean, what is the baseline reality? Because so many of us are dealing with problems and we just think we can figure out how to do something about it without actually taking our child to a doctor and getting what's so. And the what's so for human health is to get the blood test done and to get the urine test done and to get the feces test done and to find out what is going on in your child's gut, in their microbiome. Um, in, you know, the, so the feces is for the small and large intestines. What is going, what's going on with the bacteria in there? And the urine also is a sign of what's going on in, in the body and the blood tests as well, because that will give you a roadmap for what needs to be done. Um, also the allergy tests, the IgE are for like intolerances and the I, um, sorry, the Ig. E, I believe, if I recall correctly, are for the allergies, the actual allergies, and the IgG are for the intolerances. In any case, if I just got that wrong, I apologize to the medical community, um, but there's a difference between those two. One of those tests is for, and I believe it's the IgE, is for the actual food allergies. The other one is IgG, I believe, is for the intolerances only, and you want to check with your doctor. The one that's about food allergies is more serious. And so if your child has a whole slew of those, like my child has had, then you know that they have, you know, I can't say you know that, but the doctor will likely tell you they have leaky gut, which means holes in their small intestines and the food is leaking out and their body is reacting in such a way that they have um, not just a mild intolerance, but an allergy an allergic reaction to that child. And that will increase most likely the, the inflammation in your child's body, which can lead to chronic illness. So you need to find out what is the baseline, right, of what's going on. And if you're not dealing with a health issue right now, if you're dealing with a problem in a relationship or in a cause, you know, in health freedom or stop 5G or whatever. It's the same advice I want to give you for everything. If you're dealing with a problem before you even take action on what to do about it, even though there's a lot of great actions you can take to get started, you really need to find out what's so. And what is the what's the reality of what's happening? You need to, you know, email your city council and ask, do we have an ordinance for 5G, right? You need to find out what is the laws around what are the laws around health freedom in your country if that's what you're dealing with. You need to find out is the food that you're feeding your child GMO or not. And so you need to learn about GMOs and what are the what's the basics, you know, which ingredients could be GMO. I mean, I know people who can hardly ever eat out anywhere because so many of the soy ingredients are not they don't say soy they 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 call them something else and they could be soy i mean they are soy but they don't say soy 
for the, the name of the ingredient. Same thing with corn. There's so many corn derivatives that they call something else. Just go ahead and Google like corn derivatives or soy ingredients, and you'll probably get a list of like 60 different things. And the majority of them don't say the word soy or corn actually in them. So if you're if you have reactions to GMOs, which are corn and soy, 80 to 95% of the corn and soy in our country is GMO, then you will not get better from reacting to your food if you don't find out what's so, which of those ingredients are actually GMO or soy or corn, right? Uh, and soy or corn. And read the label ingredients if they list them and avoid those foods. That's that's the first step, right? You have to find out what's so because the power that you can um, harness will come from fi- finding out what is the reality of what's going on right now. So that is the first step. I urge you to go to a integrative doctor, which is one that will utilize not just Western medicine, but also uh, food and alternative methods, and you know, health ish. You know, health, getting out and exercising in nature, and you know, not health, but I mean, alternative, um, alternative methods to get better. Um, you know, some may recommend therapy, and you know, things like that, right? Things that are not just related to here's a pill or a cream that you can slap on his face if he has a rash and get better, right? So doctors which integrate other methods of healing are very important to consider. I also uh, really get a lot out of going to a naturopathic doctor that uses homeopathic remedies. They've been amazing for for me and my family. I've also greatly benefited from a Chinese herbalist that uh, gave my son a flavorless powder when he was having allergic reactions around his mouth. And I don't know the name of it because it was a mixture of herbs that she made up directly for him. And it was the only thing that worked to help his allergy, his rash around his mouth. He had like a red line, a red angry line around his mouth. That Those Chinese herbs were the only things that worked to help that rash go away. But to help prevent it from happening I needed to find out what was so with the food, right? Which was what I figured out that was uh, GMOs and toxins in the food that really had him react. Had his it had him have more allergies and you know all of that. So we eliminated that from my son's diet, and within four months he was dramatically better, and his rash reduced. But you know also, it, but by what I mean reduced, like, reduced is it the reaction was not just less when it happened. Um, but, and that was without the Chinese herbs because he, he ate the food and he reacted and I could tell that the reaction was far, far less right than before. And then of course I would give him the Chinese herbs even for that small reaction and it would, it would go away very quickly. But in order to prevent the, that allergy and the behavioral issues and all that from happening in the first place, um, you need to do several things to sort out what's going on in the gut. This is what I found across the board with people. It's addressing what's happening in the gut. And I think you're already doing that, Sarah, because of eating organic. But there are things, several more things that you can do to help the, the gut environment 
and I don't know what will work for your child. I'm just going to list some things that I did for my son. Okay. Again, you know, don't administer anything without really thoroughly researching and, and getting, getting some basics down for your child first. So one of them that was recommended to me by my naturopath was MSM by MRM. And it's, it basically was, it was a powder that I put into a green smoothie that I made for him every morning, or I might've just given it to him in water, a drink first. Um, I don't remember, look at the directions. Um, you scoop this white powder into water and you, and he drinks it before he has anything else to eat in the morning. And it kind of coats his stomach, she said, and helps the lining of the stomach to, um, I don't want to say be stronger, but it just, it, it supports the integrity or the lining of, of the stomach. Uh, that's what my naturopath said to me. So that was something that we did every morning. Then we also had, gave him a green drink, which had tons of micronutrients. If you watch the movie Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, you'll see that most of us are eating macronutrients, you know, from fried foods and fats and meats and things that are much harder for our body to process and to take in and create energy and healing and recovery and all of that. And what we need are more micronutrients especially in our American society. And that means consuming a lot of plants that are as close to the sun energy as possible. So that means raw greens and, you know, brightly colored fruits and vegetables, whole fruits, whole, um, for some people, whole grains, not for everybody. Um, but, uh, whole bright colored, fresh, raw as much as possible. And if you can't do fresh and raw every morning, if you're super busy, you can buy raw um, powders, you know, that so they're plant powders that are, of course, need to be organic. And you can just mix them up and make a smoothie out of them every morning very quickly. And you're still getting gr greens, you know, micronutrients. That's second best to getting, you know, whole food. Okay. So green drinks every morning, and uh, there might be certain, you know, superfoods that you may want to put in there like spirulina or chlorella or aloe. Um, I believe I added aloe to which to help the, the gut healing as well. And, and, and had my child drink that every day. Now, this is going to take something because your child is six years old. Mine was about eight at the time. And what I did before I did this was, first of all, I noticed that he was suffering. He was sitting on the breakfast bar and he looked at me and I could see the red line around his mouth. His lips were swollen and puffy and this allergic reaction had been going on for weeks at a time for months, you know, for, so every couple of weeks it would flare up again. And I didn't know why. And the Western medical doctors just wanted to slap a cream on, cream on it that burned, didn't get any better. And we were both suffering, I have to say. It was, I didn't, I was at my wit's end. I did not know why this was happening or what I could do about it. And he looked up at me that one morning and said, Mom, I really wish my allergies would go away. And I said, Yeah, me too, buddy. You know, he just looked forlorn. I felt forlorn. And then I realized in my head, what I was saying was that's never going to happen 
because that's what the doctors were telling me. Not that's never going to happen, but they were saying that his allergies would only get worse with every exposure to nuts, that they would become increasingly more life-threatening. And that is freaking terrifying for a mom, isn't it? That it's only going to get worse. That I don't think doctors know what their what the impact is on a mother when they say something like that to them. It is really very disturbing. So I was terrified and I was resigned that it was never going to get better. I was doubtful that there was anything I could do to have it change. But then I realized what I was saying in my head to myself. I was like, wait a second, that's not empowering. That's not, that's not like creating my life or his life to be the way we want it to go. And that's what I'm committed to. I'm committed to having our lives go the way we say so. I'm committed to having a life that I love, a life that's powerful, a life that's filled with opportunity and possibilities to make a difference for other people and have fun and adventure. I'm committed to that. I'm clear about that. Some people are not clear about that. And I invite you to really ask yourself, what are you committed to? What is it that you are creating? As for me, I'm clear I'm creating a world of health and freedom. That's what I want for my children. And every day I take actions to create that. That's what my life is about. And I'm committed to empowering community leaders to being global game changers. That's why I'm here. And that starts with my family. You know, I'm committed to my son being empowered. And I was not being empowered by thinking in my head that that's never going to happen. You know, his allergies are just not going to get any better. So I realized what I was saying and I started to think, well, wait a second, what if I could make a difference? What if, what if I am going to, you know, be generous and compassionate and make a difference in his life? So I, I thought of actually our cousin, Sarah, that had gone gluten-free for a year and was then after a year of being completely gluten-free, she was able to eat gluten now and then like a slice of pizza at a birthday party and be fine, you know, or a piece of cake. And so I reminded my son, Ben, of that. And I told him about Sarah and he said, oh yeah, yeah. And I said, would you like to do that someday? Would you like to be able to eat a slice of pizza at a birthday party or have a piece of cake and, and feel okay? He said, yes. And I said, then would you be my partner in your health? Would you do whatever it takes to get better? Would you drink green drinks and try different types of doctors? Would you be my partner? And he said, thought about it first, actually thought about it. I could see him thinking. And he, then he said, yes. And then, so I took, put my hand out and I shook his hand and I said, you have a deal. I promise you, Ben, you're going to get better. And when I said that, it was scary. It was like one of those moments when you feel like a sort of like a white light is coming through you or like you, you like your energy shifts, you have a different kind of energy. It was one of those moments that I'll never forget because I was scared, I, but I was also energized. And I was scared because I didn't know how to make this happen. And I had just promised to my son something huge that he was going to get better. And I didn't know how to make that happen. But what I did know is that with his partnership and my promise that we would do things that we never would have ordinarily have done before, 
we were going to step outside of our box of like, this is just going to stay the way it is, right? We're going to step outside of that and we're going to do things that we'd never done before. And we did. That's when I learned about, about GMOs and within four months of going completely GMO free and doing some of these things that I just mentioned, he was almost entirely recovered from his allergies. His allergies were much more improved. And then within a year of going completely organic and uh, doing more of these, you know, natural types of therapies and eating sauerkraut every day, big shout out to sauerkraut, okay? Over a billion good bacteria in one teaspoon, heaping teaspoon. So I don't care if you have to give gold stars or do a happy dance with your kid or promise to take them to the movie at the end of the week. I don't know what it is, but you got to get sauerkraut into your kids every day. Now, there is an exception. There are some kids who are, have like this FODMAPS diet thing where they don't react well to, to fermented foods. That's some pretty severe gut issues going on. And like I said, you need to go back to the what's so and find out first before you know you start consuming foods that are going to hurt your gut every day. So that's part of the what's so. You've got to go find out what's going on in your gut. And so once we did those things, my son's allergies went from a 19 down to a 0.2. And that was my son with the allergies, my son with the autism symptoms that suddenly flared up. I did the same thing. The what's so took him to a doctor. He got a urine test and found out that he had fungus and all kinds of crazy bacteria, you know, Clostridia difficile that can actually kill elderly people and, um, all kinds of issues of, uh, leaky gut, his gut and, uh, did pretty much the same thing with him and resolved, his gut issues within six weeks and his autism symptoms completely went away and he recovered. Now we've learned recently that he still has some gut issues. So we have to go back to the drawing board with him and we, we need to keep trying and doing new things. And he's older now. Uh, my other, this son is older now, the well, not the one with the severe allergies, but the one that had the autism symptoms And we're going to need to try new things and we're going to need to have him back on board with us because at this point when they're teenagers, they make, you know, they make their own decisions. They can make their own food, they can make their own lunches, and they could choose to still eat the things that hurt their, hurt themselves. Um, So it takes another level of conversation on, you know, what they're going to choose to eat. And it takes going to doctors that will tell them directly because sometimes they need to hear it from somebody else besides you. But I would urge you, Sarah, to to try that conversation around partnership with your son. Create that future with him where he can see that one day he'll be able to do something that he really wants to do. If he's in partnership with you and you're willing to try uh, whatever it takes. You know, for me, it was uh, also, by the way, acupuncture. Um, Tried that for a little while with him. And also NAET, that's um, Nuremberg's Allergy Elimination Technique, which takes quite a bit of time. You have to go back for many different appointments. I happen to have a friend's husband who had learned the technique and was able to do it for free for my sons. It was extremely generous of them. We did not have the money to pay $65 per visit for this. Um, 
But if you can do the Nuremberg allergy elimination technique, or at least look into it yourself and take the steps to do it on your own, there are things that you can do on your own to begin to sort out your child's um, not only gut issues, but the way that your body reacts to foods, which they perceive to be an allergy, right? So there's all types of energy um, healing and emotional healing and all that type of thing and light sort of light light or sound healing that you may want to try. But I have found the thing that works the most is to address the gut issues and to continue to try to do things to sort out the gut. Something else that we gave my son with the autism symptoms was colloidal silver that helped the efficacy of the medication because it helps the line the lining the integrity of the gut and if a child also is dealing with any type of viruses or uh, you know it helps with that uh, also I think it's called cascara was something that helped me because I had a parasite at one point so you want to look into herbal remedies as well but again you want to do this with with an herbalist or a naturopathic doctor and look into herbs because these herbs have been around for thousands of years and they're natural and they're not going to, for the most part, I'm not going to say ever, but for the most part, they don't cause the side effects that the Western medical, you know, medications cause. And these side effects can be very serious and can cause, you know, you to want to give your child more medication, which can cause more side effects. And then you're on the slippery slope going down, you know, just adding on more medications. So we need to close up now, but I want to say, keep going. Do not give up. We do not give up. We're moms. We're citizens of this planet. We do not give up. We keep trying. And so I want to thank you for being a great mom. I want to thank you all for listening and for trying one new thing today to get get yourself in that direction of whatever you're committed to, whether it's health or freedom or whatever that is. Thank you. (laughs) 